politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. Well, the uh, Cuomo crime family, as Janice Dean calls it, she's going after him. She's fighting back after the story came out, but they were trying to go for her. She dared to criticize them because Cuomo's policies killed a bunch of people in nursing homes, including her family. But she's fighting back. Good for her. Welcome to the podcast. Good afternoon. Hope you're having a great day today. I love this tweet from Megan McArdle. Political consultant tells Politico that to fix her sagging polls, the vice president must allow the Kamala Harris the public fell in love with to break free. The problem is nobody ever fell in love with Kamala Harris. That's the issue. That's the reality. If they did, she probably would have been the Democrat nominee, right? But I forgot the bunch of say, sexist and racist and everything like, like that. So uh, Philadelphia announced, as we predicted this morning on the show, a vaccine mandate for restaurants and uh, bars and places like that. Stupid, pointless, not going to do anything to help anything anywhere. But this is what, you know, this is what they do. They love to have more, um, more and more power. So this is this is what happens. And so, you know. I don't know what to tell you other than it's going to be one more reason for people not to come into the city. Uh, it's interesting, too. It won't take effect till January 3rd. So I guess I guess COVID won't spread till the new year, which is helpful. Not till after the Mummers Parade on January 1st, not till after Christmas. That's when COVID will come back from vacation and, and start spreading again. It's apparently, like, like most people in radio, it's going to take two weeks off, which is helpful to know, and then come back after that. So... There, there, there you go with that. I mean, is anyone is anyone surprised by this? I mean, I'm just surprised it took them this long, actually. To be honest with you, that's the only surprise I have in all of this is that how long it took the city of Philadelphia to come out and, and do this. Now, the question, of course, is will New Jersey follow what New York just did with an indoor mask mandate? Uh, the king, King Philip the Unaccountable, just came out and said, we keep every option on the table at the moment. We don't keep any options open. You you do all for yourself. You keep all the options to yourself and for yourself and you make all the decisions, not the legislature, no input. We think what we've got in place meets the moment, but the options stay on the table. Uh, I, you know, I wish we could stop talking about COVID-19, but it seems like every day there's another story of some government out there getting more power and claiming more power over us under the guise of keeping us safe from a virus that we just people are just not dying from. People are dying from it, but people are dying from everything. Everything in the world causes death. And yet we're obsessed with this in terms of what kind of power has to be put in place here all the time. And it's um, it's really frustrating to me. It really is. But, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not surprised by any of it. Nothing surprises me when it comes to this. Uh, inflation. Let's talk about inflation for a moment. So Biden's inflation, and it is his inflation, <clears throat> excuse me, it is his inflation. Biden wants to pretend like this is something that is just a, a, a temporary little blip on the radar, and he keeps telling everybody that. It's something that's transitory. Well, Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia, who is one of the only few sane Democrats left in the United States of America, he disagrees with the idea that it's transitory, and this is good because Joe Manchin is actually pushing back against Joe Biden and his utter BS. So he's the only one of the only few pushing back and fighting back on this. But the White House continues with the spin because COVID and also it's temporary because COVID and temporary 
back and forth, back and forth, even though it's neither. It's Biden's economic policies, particularly with regard to energy. I know the energy prices are going to get even worse now after what happened with the the tornadoes, which they're already blaming on climate change and global warming, even though the data does not support that. But I'll get to that in a moment. This is what Joe Manchin said earlier today. Whatever we're considering doing or whatever uh, Congress is considering doing, they should do it within the limits of what we can afford. And that means uh, having a tax plan that's uh, uh, fair and equitable and keeps us competitive, but also makes everyone pay, especially the wealthy pay their their fair share too. See what that spins off, and if that's in that one seven range, then we should be spending whatever in that range. As far as I'm concerned, if it's a whatever plan it would be, pre K, uh, child care, and end of uh, what you in home care, uh, then it should be ten years. It shouldn't just be one year here, three years here, five years there, and that would be that would be. I think it would be very transparent for the public to see exactly what they'd be getting for what we're spending for 10 years. So you won't support it if these programs are temporary? No, no we're going to talk. I, we're still talking. I'm just, you know, I'm listening to everybody, but, you know, I'm just telling you, ask me about inflation is real. It's not transitory. Uh, it's alarming. It's going up, not down. And uh, I think that should be something we're concerned about. And see, it's not transitory. No, I don't agree with everything he said, obviously. Um, but it's the truth. I mean, it, it's it's it, when it comes to inflation, it is not transitory. It's just not. Period. And this is part of the problem right now, is that we're all acting like this is just going to go away because it's a blip on the radar. It's just going to go away. Eh, you know, just blink your eyes and then it's over and then it's done. And you know, you know that that's not going to be the way it, it is. The tornadoes that happened in Kentucky are so heartbreaking and. Anybody who, for a moment, thinks that this is a time to turn this into politics is crazy, but this is what people do. They, 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 they waste no time to immediately turn to politics. And, of course, with climate change, it's no, it's no different. We need to spend more money. We need to have, we need to have more, more investments in this and more investments in that. Climate change, climate change, climate change. This is what has to happen. And it, it, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And, and, and it goes on with that. But what are the facts regarding these tornadoes and are they getting deadlier? Because that's what Joe Biden said again. Joe Biden came out and said that uh, because of of climate change, we're going to just keep seeing more intense tornadoes, more intense tornadoes. But is that actually the case? Oh, by the way, speaking of uh, inflation, you know, Chef Gordon Ramsay, he teaches a masterclass like Hillary Clinton does. Only his masterclass is useful. It teaches you how to make good scrambled eggs. He really does. It's good. Good scrambled eggs. And it's a whole thing where you gotta you gotta actually put the eggs in the pot cold and you kind of you slowly build up the heat and that sort of thing. It's great. Well, Chef Gordon Ramsay decided he's moving. He's done. He moved his business headquarters to Texas from California, citing the 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 tax policies. He's done. He's the guy behind Hell's Kitchen and a bunch of other things. He's he's got several Michelin starred high class restaurants. Gordon Ramsay, North America, planning a massive expansion and investment in the United States that includes opening 75 company-owned restaurants over the next five years. The CEO of the company, Norman Abdallah, pointed to tax policies and especially the financial benefits of operating from Texas instead of California. Quote, the cost of living adjustment from California to Texas is pretty substantial. If you can make it in Dallas, you can make it anywhere. And that's something, huh? Now, Chef Gordon Ramsay admitted in February that his restaurant suffered losses of approximately $80 million in the pandemic. And that was just in the UK. And you know how much money his restaurants probably lost in California. Well, except if the governor of California went there like a hypocrite like he did at the other restaurants when he told people not to go out, which is always certainly possible. 
He says, I've always put money back in my business. I've never been greedy. I've always been very, very generous. I get criticized for being wealthy, but the responsibility on my shoulders, the likelihood at stake is huge. The livelihood at stake is huge. So he's not moving to Texas himself. He's going to split time between Los Angeles and the UK. But his company's moving, along with other companies in the last several years that have moved from Texas to do, from California, Texas, including Charles Schwab, Jacobs, McKesson Corp, CBRE Group, uh, Cormark International, Oracle, Tesla, Hewlett Packard. The Hoover Institute at Stanford University released a report in August finding that 74 companies had relocated out of California during the first six months of 2021. By comparison, only 62 companies moved their headquarters to California in all of 2020. Why would somebody move their headquarters to California, you think? Would it be the weather, I guess? I mean, that's what I would imagine it probably is, right? There's no other reason why you would move there if, if it wasn't for for that, I would think. So let's uh, let's turn our attention. So so Joe Biden said once again, he said that these 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 terrible terrible storms and everything else are the result of climate change. And this is what he came out. And this is the FEMA chief said the same thing earlier today. The FEMA chief said deadly tornadoes are the new normal due to climate change. Well, Big Joe Bastardi is a weatherman, and uh, he says a lot of things on Twitter because they make sense. He says things that make sense. And so they don't like him on the left, but he said, it's actually a below average tornado wind damage and hail season. There's no credibility, no knowledge of past weather from, for somebody like the FEMA director to say this. We are in the hands of leftists who, who weaponize weather for their purposes, deceit and dissension piling on the misery. And, and they don't stop. They, they don't stop. What happened here with this tornado is a, one in a hundred year occurrence and not the new normal. And that's the, that's, that's the good news, by the way, that it's, that it's not the new normal, but they want to believe that they want you to believe that climate change makes things worse, that climate change makes things worse. And that is the situation. And that everything that occurs, everything is all because of that. And whether or not it, it whether or not it, it actually backs up, whether or not it, it 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 goes with the facts, whether or not any of these things matter, it doesn't matter. Clueless Joe Biden in action against again with the weaponization of tornadoes. Number one, violent tornadoes are not increasing. Joe Bastardi writes. Number two, this year tornadoes, hail, and wind all together near record lows. Mindless media should do their job and call him on it. He said, "I called out Trump on on gibberish." When it came to Dorian, but it's been a flatline. Tornadoes have been a flatline pretty much since the 1950s. So they like, you know, I mean, you can deal in facts. You don't have to deal in facts if you don't want to. You can just take these moments and they're very, very sad. A lot of heartbreak out there. You could do it and you can take it and you can politicize it or you can deal in facts. It's up to you. It's entirely up to you. But if you deal in facts, it's not going to push the agenda. It's not going to put the narrative push the narrative like what like the, what the FEMA administrator says and the FEMA administrator says hey you know what listen here's the deal things are going to get worse things are going to get a whole lot worse because of climate change this is the new normal and they'll take the heartbreak and the destruction that people are feeling and they'll go with that and it, and, and they don't care if people at, at the moment literally want them to say nothing other than how can we help you how can we help that's all they want to hear but again, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't help with the agenda. And if it doesn't help with the agenda, then they don't do it. So the the emergency management administrator for FEMA, who's not who's nothing to do with weather, 
can come out and say something like that. This is going to be our new normal, and uh, the, the effects that we're seeing from climate change are the crisis of our generation. Uh, we're taking a lot of efforts at FEMA to work with communities to help reduce the impacts um, that we're seeing from these severe weather events and help to develop system-wide projects um, that can help protect communities. Let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. And at the end of the day, it's important to call this BS out because ultimately what people do is they use it to advance their own power. Here's a great example for you. Michael Mann is a climate activist, and uh, you probably know his name. He also is a guy who is advocating for incredibly liberal politics and policies. No surprise, like Build Back Better, for example. And he's on it with Andrew Mitchell today, and he's going to push, of course he's going to push, the entire idea now that what we need to do is spend more and more and more and more and more money because climate change is not alone doing it. Eastern United States as well. And we've learned by hard lessons how to change construction. The Japanese have learned this as well and, and other places around the world to deal with earthquakes and to deal with, you know, hurricanes. Look at New Orleans coming back from from death and destruction. What do we need to learn about how to build better in the Southeast, let's say, in the Midwest? Well, you know, we need to pass Build Back Better because that that bill has climate provisions that will address this problem at its, you know, uh, at its core, which is the warming of the planet due to carbon pollution, fossil fuel burning. So that's most important. We can prevent this from getting worse if we act on climate now. That having been said, as you allude to, some of these impacts are now baked in. We are going to need to deal with this. That means uh, greater resiliency. That means uh, uh, adaptive measures um, to help deal with the impacts of these destructive storms. So it's really both. It's adapting to the changes that we're already forced to deal with and preventing it most importantly from getting worse by acting on climate well, michael man as always we really appreciate your expertise thanks uh, as Thank we- yeah we really appreciate you advocating for spending trillions and trillions of dollars more right we really do appreciate that thank you so much for that because it's very hard to do. It really is. It's very difficult to advocate for spending trillions and trillions of dollars. Uh, do you want to hear about the new vaccine mandated of Philadelphia? Here's the NBC 10 news report that came out a short time ago. This way I can bring you up to speed on that if you are just trying to figure out some of the specifics on this. No service. Philadelphia city leaders just announced new indoor vaccine requirements for the city's restaurants and bars. Thanks for being with us at 11. I'm NBC 10's Rosemary Connors. NBC 10's Miguel Martinez Valle has been working on this story since the early morning hours. He just sat in on the mayor's virtual press conference not too long ago to tell us more. Miguel, fill us in. Yeah, Rosemary, we've been following this all morning and in the last hour is when the city really announced these new updates. Now, the city blaming indoor hall holiday gatherings and cold weather on COVID rate increases. So to combat this, they announced that we're going to be requiring proof of vaccines anywhere that there is anywhere. food or drinks sold. And that includes venues like the Wells Fargo Center, as well oh. as restaurants. Take oh a listen. Since we can't make people wear masks when they're eating, we need to increase the vaccination rate of people in those situations. So today we're announcing an indoor food establishment vaccine mandate. This is the health commissioner. 
All right, let me break down the new guidelines for you. So the proof of vaccine mandate, that starts January 3rd. For the first few weeks, establishments, they can accept a negative COVID test from the last 24 hours. But then starting on January 17th, those who enter places that sell food, they have to be fully vaccinated. For staff, they have to have at least one vaccine dose by January. Okay, so let me ask the question then. Does that mean the end of the masking? Will they? Will the, will the indoor mask mandate go away then if the vaccine mandate's there? Yes or no? That's the question I have. Because you know for a lot of places they do both. And transmission rates are still going up even though people are vaccinated because the vaccine doesn't stop transmission. The vaccine deals with severity. It doesn't deal with transmission. But but everybody knows that. But uh, but this is just another way for these tyrants to get more 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 power. That's all this is. Third, and get fully vaccinated by February 3rd and then get tested daily until then. That's just for staff. But for this is for places that sell food and drinks. So bars, restaurants, hotel restaurants, the Wells Fargo Center, the indoor parts of the Lincoln Financial Field, movie theaters, etc. It doesn't include hospitals or daycares. And there are religious exemptions and exemptions for those that couldn't get the vaccine for medical reasons. Kids under five who can't get the vaccine, they're obviously left out of this too. The new COVID announcements, they come as COVID cases have doubled in Philly in the last few weeks and hospitalization rates, they continue to increase due to the Delta variant. So cities like LA, New York, they already have these indoor vaccine mandates. So they have vaccine mandates and yet the cases are still rising. So, So think about that for a moment, right? They have these vaccine mandates in place. They have mask mandates in place in all these cities. In all these cities, and what's the, what's the what's the key thing? What's the key thing is that the rates really are still like going it. up. That's what's happening. So, doesn't that prove that the it, this is not a situation that's going to be controlled by vaccinating people? So then, why put this on the restaurants and bars? Why make the restaurants and the bars now have to be the enforcement police and deal with instead of providing good service to people, having to crack down on customers and potentially lose business? Why? What's the purpose of this? If you want to be vaccinated, you're vaccinated. If you don't want to be vaccinated, you're not vaccinated. So it's on you. It's completely up to you. What is the purpose of forcing this on anybody? You just heard the reporter acknowledge in all these cities around the country where they have mask mandates and vaccine mandates, cases are still rising. So clearly masks and vaccine mandates don't stop cases from rising. All this is going to do is bust chops. But that's kind of the point, though, isn't it? They really do. They love the busting of the chops. And, and I can't even imagine what that's going to mean. I mean, really, uh, truly, like, if you're somebody who wants to be vaccinated at this point, you're going to be vaccinated. If you don't want to be vaccinated, this isn't going to change your mind. All this means you're not going to go out. You're not going to go out. So it's going to be vaccinated people sitting in a restaurant with other vaccinated people who, guess what, can still spread it to those vaccinated people who will be fine. They'll all be fine. Why not require the flu shot for places? Really? I mean, why not? 50 million people die a year of the flu. Why not require the flu shot? 50,000, not million, 50,000. My God, sorry. <laughs> I'm sure you that number right. 50,000 people a year die of the flu shot. Why not require the flu? And not of the flu shot, of the flu. You know what I mean? We'll cry that. Huh? But, I mean, and, and, and also, too, why not a negative flu test before somebody can come into a restaurant if they don't have the flu shot? You can get a flu test. Why not that? How about a, a test for um, an STD before somebody's allowed to buy birth control? To make sure they're, they're not spreading birth uh, STDs before they're allowed to have sex with somebody. No, really, why not? Make make people have to show proof of a negative test before they're allowed to have relations with another person. Let's just go all the way here and conquer disease once and for all. Any instance where somebody could spread it, just take away their personal responsibility, take away freedom in every capacity. Why not? You imagine if they did that? Imagine if they required that 
before you were allowed to have relations with another adult. And think about all the things they prohibit with regards to having relations with another adult. You can't pay for it. That's illegal. So what if you can't, you're not allowed to engage in that without showing them proof that you're negative for syphilis or something like that. And you had to to both sign something and pledge under oath. and you You know what I mean? And there could be a sting operation where the vice squad bust you because you weren't actually vaccinated for the HPV virus, the human papillomavirus, virus, which is a sexually transmitted disease. Why not? I mean, you, you, you actually, unlike COVID, you give somebody herpes, for example, that's you carry that around with you the rest of your life like luggage. You never get rid of that stuff. You have a, a long complication of a virus. Not that I know. I'm just saying. Why not make people have to sign away their life, their, their life like that? See, the lie that they tell you is, well, we got to protect other people. You're not protecting other people by having a vaccine mandate in place. You're not doing that. All you're doing is uh, busting chops. That's all you're doing. Because if I don't want to get vaccinated in this scenario, if I don't want to get vaccinated, I'm not coming there. So who loses here, me or you? I'm the one who's not going to be going to your business. So the business is going to suffer. Your taxes are going to suffer because you're going to have less people coming in to pay taxes, which then, of course, the children, because everything's about the children. And by the way, I'm vaccinated. This isn't about me. It's not about me. It's about freedom and liberty. But it's everything's about the children, isn't it? When it always comes to this stuff, it's like, well, you know, we got to make the liquor by the drink tax in Philadelphia, for example. That's got to fund the schools. Tobacco taxes fund the schools, all the stuff. Well, now the people are going to be coming in. And spending less money or not coming in at all, and then they're not going to have enough money for the children. So what are they going to do? They're going to raise. They're going to raise more, more taxes. You bet they are. You bet, as that's what they do, and they love to do it. I'm 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 amazed by this. And, and then I got to give the the Colorado Governor Jared Polis, as I mentioned this morning, a ton of credit. I really do, for pushing back on this stuff and saying at this point it's on you. You want to be vaccinated, it's on you. If not, nothing I can do about it. It's not government's job to tell you what to wear. But if you keep pushing the lie of transmission, then you'll keep making the argument that it has to be in place. The transmission argument is a lie. The vaccines are effective at reducing severity, not transmission. But that's not the point, is it? It's power. Power is the point. Power is the point. It always has been. Uh, One thing I do agree with Woke Howard Stern on, I don't understand Chris Wallace's move either away from Fox News to CNN streaming. Who the, who wants to watch CNN streaming? Nobody watches CNN. Now they don't watch CNN streaming? Why would anybody do that? Who would do that? I'm going to leave. He's this Sunday morning guy on Fox News. I, you have to wonder if they pushed him out, though. A lot of people don't like him. I think they pushed him out. I really do. I think a lot of people don't like that guy. And the show's b- boring. The show's a boring show. I mean, say what you want about Chris Christie, but... He's very good on that show with the unbiased journalist George Stephanopoulos. He's good. He brings a lot of he brings a lot of uh, he, he brings the thunder. Wallace's show is boring. I mean, I'm not, I'm I, believe me, I don't like George Stephanopoulos either. But I don't think I don't think particularly a lot of people like Chris Wallace. I know conservatives don't. I had so many people send me notes and say, "Good, you know, get good. Be be glad he's gone. Glad glad he's gone. Get him out of there." Speaking of Chris Christie, by the way, he said it's now time for people to go back to work. Do you know I saw a story in the Wall Street Journal today that said companies are now delaying return to the office plans again because of Omicron? Why? Omicron is a cold. It's a bad cold. Today on the Drudge Report, which that guy, man, he's he's terrified of his own shadow, Matt Drudge. This is the headline. 
world's first Omicron death in the UK. We've been hearing about Omicron since Thanksgiving. First death. How many people have died since Thanksgiving of other things, including probably choking on turkey? This is so stupid. Isn't this so dumb what we're doing right now? And now they're saying that vaccines may induce lower antibody levels against Omicron. Did you know that story that came out? Yeah. Thehill.com. Two-dose vaccines don't induce enough antibodies against Omicron. It turns out that what they actually might do is generate a lower antibody response against the Omicron strain, suggesting that the variant could lead to more infections among the fully vaccinated and previously infected. That's what I'm saying. You could have a vaccine mandate all you want, but it's not going to change anything because the vaccines may be what spreads Omicron. (laughs) I mean, it's amazing, these people. I, I really do. Don't you love don't you love the tyranny? Don't you love the tyranny of these people? Let's see more from the health commissioner today, which she had to say in Philadelphia. Let's see if I can get this here. Nope. I don't want my nope. It doesn't matter. I don't want I don't want to, I don't want to hear the nonsense. That's what it is. So what was I saying? Oh yeah, so Chris Christie. So Chris Christie made this point today. As companies are delaying their return to work plans again. It's amazing. You got to get people back to work. Workers do have incredible leverage right now. We saw, and we're seeing uh, workers across the country use that leverage. We saw the Starbucks unionized for the first time, at least one branch up in Buffalo. We saw John Deere recently getting, what, 5% wage increases over the next four years. Yeah, look, uh, workers do have more leverage now, but, you know, Donna, it's time for them to go back to work. I quite frankly don't care whether they're ready or not. You know, it's time to go back to work. And if the president continues to give people excuses not to go back to work, he's not going to get over this problem. And saying that I'm working on the supply chain and working on everything else is is something that this public's not going to understand. He needs to acknowledge the problem. He will not acknowledge the problem. And people then think he's not getting it. Well, and then know, he becomes his favorite president. You know, he's not wrong, by the way, until people get back to work, because when they get back to work, then what's going to happen is they're going to start spending money again. But I'll tell you right now, you if you think that the cities in America with this with vaccine mandates and mask mandates, you think the restaurants and businesses there are going to do OK with this? You're, you're crazy. I'm telling you right now, you're nuts. We took our daughter in to see a play. Was it last week? I guess so. Time's flying. And then we went out to Pizzeria Stella. For pizza, because my daughter loves pizza. Five o'clock on a Thursday night, middle of the busy, bustling holiday season. Place was maybe half full. Now, we didn't have to show any vaccine mandates or any cards or anything to get into the pizza place. We did have to show it to go see The Little Mermaid, which annoyed me. It just completely annoyed me. And then everybody in there is fully vaccinated and you're all sitting there wearing masks the whole time. But I looked around. I mean, the city looks like a ghost part, a ghost, a ghost story in so many different places. This isn't going to help with that. So inflation is not going to get any better because the problem right now, it's there's so many levels to this problem with, I still believe, energy being the primary level. This is a news report from ABC about just how bad inflation really is on people. Certainly, you have to pull out more cash or charge a higher amount if you're going to buy anything these days. This news coming two weeks before Christmas, and it is certainly going to impact some gatherings. Can't do it. I met Colonel Hawkins as he was out on a stroll with one of his eight grandchildren. He's retired now on Social Security and in no position to give like previous Christmases. I mean, I stretched out pre-COVID, but since then, I tell everybody I'm on a fixed income. 
get paid once a month. Inflation surging nearly 7%. It's the highest point in nearly 40 years. Folks feeling a pinch every time they pick up groceries and pay the bill. Probably about... 50% higher. The USDA noting in its latest report, food items for the home increasing 2.8% since 2020. The beef and veal category seeing the sharpest rise at 7.6%. Fresh vegetables the lowest at 0.8%. The USDA highlighting that no food categories have decreased in price since last year. This is a shock for, for especially younger people because We've had very, very low inflation rates in the 21st century. An economist blaming supply chain issues and warning what could happen next. When inflation shoots up, workers naturally need more money to continue living. Employers might give raises to then just kick over the cost difference to consumers. This go-around in economics is called a wage-price spiral. Yeah, this wage-price spiral is not going to get any better. None. I mean, none of this is going to get better under under Biden, Biden's policies. Not none of it. All right. Now, as uh, we conclude today, then as we bring think about inflation and all this other stuff, uh, what does it mean? Build back better, and how much it's going to cost? So, Ducey today, the Deuce, Peter Ducey, went after Saki on this point. How Build Back Better won't add a penny to the deficit, even though the Congressional Budget Office now says it's going to add almost three trillion dollars to the deficit. Thank you, Jen. You're not going to believe this. I have another question about Build Back Better. I'm ready. Uh, so the president says that the Build Back Better is not going to add a penny to the deficit. The CBO has this new score uh, where they assume that social programs are going to be made permanent, and in that case it would add almost $3 trillion. So does that mean that President Biden will commit that these programs are not going to be made Permanent. Well, first of all, what we're, you're talking about here is a fake CBO score that is not based on the actual bill that anybody is voting on. This was a ask request by Senator Graham to score a bill that is not currently being debated. Uh, that is her prerog- his prerogative to t- to do. Uh, but what our focus is on is on the existing bill that will lower the deficit, uh, that will also, over an additional 10 years, pay for the $2 trillion tax cuts that Republicans didn't pay for. They're welcome for that. So I would say, Peter, to your uh, question, the president has conveyed very clearly, multiple times publicly, that he would like programs, if they're extended, to be paid for. That remains his commitment. But it's important to understand that when you when anybody raises a question about this new CBO score. It is a fake score about a bill that doesn't exist. uh, And we should really focus on the actual bill everybody's uh, going to vote on and considering in Congress right now. Fake score. That's it. Enjoy your day. Appreciate listening. We'll see you tomorrow morning.